What's happening, fam? It's your boy Sherrod, and welcome to another podcast episode of Behind the Grind, powered by Sherrod Speaks, where each episode I have a conversation. I go behind the scenes to talk to individuals like you and I that are making impact with their influence and making change happen in the places around us. My goal is to encourage, to inspire, to motivate, give you everything that you need, the faith, the fuel, the ammunition, whatever it takes to get you on your journey as you push through and grind through behind the grind. Let's go. All right, well, welcome back to another episode of Behind the Grind. I am your host, Sherrod Schuler, and I am so excited to be back at it again. And guess what? I got somebody in the grind chair today. I want to introduce you to my guest. Uh, she's an inspiring, uh, I, I call her an activist, but she's an inspiring lawyer, uh, inspiring quite a few things. I'll let her explain exactly what she does, but um, I have a guest that has you know, it's one of the Gen Z's, right? You know, one of these individuals that has uh, come on is coming on the scene, and, and she's going to enlighten us today. And we're going to just chit chat and talk. As most of you know, I have made that big leap from moving from Michigan, Detroit, all the way to Atlanta, Georgia, and so now I have an opportunity to be with family, friends here, an opportunity to just really talk to some individuals that are really out here doing their thing, that are really out here grinding. And so we're going to have that conversation today. And like I mentioned, I moved here to Atlanta, so we're going to have that conversation. We're just before uh, the uh, Senate runoff uh, election. So we're going to talk a little bit about that today. So without further ado, let me introduce you to my guest, Kayla Mitchell. Hey, everybody. <laughs> well, welcome to Behind the Grind. Hello. Well... <laughs> That was a great intro. That was, well, that was great. That was well, you, great. That was you, great. You're welcome. <laughs> yes. Well, I am. I do consider myself to be an activist. Okay. Um, but I am a current law student, so I'm an aspiring attorney one day. Yes. We'll be out here, yes. you know. Woo-woo. Yep. So, um, but I also have done quite a few um, things on the ground within the community. Yeah. Um, so I know that's why you wanted me on today. Yeah. You know, I, I figured I'd bring you on just because, you know, we're in a, we're in a hot time right now. Right. Yes. So we just came out of the, the presidential election. As I mentioned, I've moved from Detroit to Atlanta. I didn't understand that, but we're in this runoff in the yeah. Senate. We're going to get to that. And so that's reason, one reason why I got you on the program, but just mm-hmm. also some of the things that you have accomplished some of the things that you have done in a, a period of time. And one of the things that I'm big on is this, the Gen Z. And I keep, if I keep, I keep labeling it. I know people hate labels. I get it. I understand you, know, you hate them. But it's, it's important at times to kind of talk about labels mm-hmm. because it helps us understand exactly what, you know, a, a, a generation uh, had to deal with coming up and mm-hmm. growing up with, you know, and your generation grew up with technology. Mm-hmm. And many times, especially a person that, that's your age, 23, 24, 25, y- y'all get confused and people lump you into the box of millennials. And so right. we're going to try to spread that a little bit. But I want to talk a little bit about what did you accomplish? You know, I, I know you went to, was it West West Georgia? Yes. So I attended the University of West Georgia. Okay. Um, I obtained my bachelor's degree in okay. political science. Wow. And I also stayed and got a master's degree in public administration. Wait, wait. And again, you're 23? Yes, I'm 23. And you got your master's already? <laughs> yes. Okay. And so um, I'm currently at in law school. Okay. Um, and so... Where are you in law school right now? I go to North Carolina Central University. Okay. So it's in Durham, North Carolina. So, I mean, I'll say this. I feel as though for me, it's been such an opportunity and such a blessing to have been in academia and 
obtain these degrees and yeah. had all this experience. Um, but I got the most experience just interacting with people within our communities okay. and internships. Okay. You know, being able to be in the Capitol and see firsthand how a bill is passed, wow. how they go through the process of writing the bill, drafting the bill, going to different committees, right. and then it finally making it to the floor to where they can vote on it. Oh, well, let's talk about that. So okay. you, you, I said you said your undergrad was in political science, yes. right? And mm-hmm. so that means you did internships at the Capitol? Yes. What, what so Capitol are we talking about? My internship was at the Georgia Capitol okay. in Atlanta, okay. here in Atlanta. Um, and there's various others. You can intern at nonprofits. You can intern yeah. at law firms. You can um, think tanks. Uh, um, there's so many ways to help out, you know, if right. that's what you're interested in. But, um, yeah, so I interned at the Capitol. Great experience. Okay. It was a very, like, no matter what side you believe, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it was an amazing opportunity to be there. So you saw that firsthand. Yes. Okay. Um, and it's really cool to see how our democracy works. People yeah. were allowed to come to the Capitol and protest. I thought that was very interesting. Okay. Um, and no one bothered them. They were outside and inside. We had protesters inside the Capitol. So this is an ongoing thing. Yes. So, you know, I got to stop you for a minute. As I mentioned, I come from Michigan, Detroit. Uh, just a, a few months ago, we, we, we had people protesting too. Yes. Uh, but they were a little more, uh, seemed a little more aggressive. So they had guns, it sounds like guns and all this type of protest. Is that something that you would see in Georgia? We didn't or? have much of that. It was okay. more so of demonstrations. Okay. So just a normal protest. Right. Okay. Yeah, just your average, just civic unrest. Yeah. Um, but I think it was really interesting because people knew which bills were being passed at the time. Ah. So they were able to follow them. Mm-hmm. And um, if they didn't agree, they were able to show up to the Capitol and say, you know, I don't agree with this and we're going, you're going to hear me regardless mm. of, you know, where I am or whether I agree or disagree. And, um, a fun fact, I'll say this for okay. whatever state you're in, right. you can actually go and sit in your, um, gallery mm. while they're talking about different at any state capital. Usually they should let you in. Okay. Yeah. Um, usually you just walk in, of course you're gonna do like the metal detectors and everything mm-hmm. like that. They're going to ask you like, well, why are you here? What, right. what are you trying to do? And if you say, you know, hey, I just want to check out, um, you know, what's going on with this bill. Right. Usually they'll let you come and sit in the gallery and you can watch, you know, everything happen. Now it's limited seating, of course, and I'm pretty sure with COVID, they're not doing it right now. Sure. But um, I know right here in Georgia, we had groups that would come and watch certain bills that they either agreed or disagreed with, sit right in the gallery as they voted on it, wow. listen to the different arguments yeah. on each side as to why they should pass it, why they shouldn't pass it. Um, and just different things like that. We had, um, community leaders who would come and just watch different things go around in the sure. Capitol. So the Capitol is a very busy place. Like they're doing things all year. So this stuff really happening. So, yes. so us, you know, I know right now, probably a lot of people are listening right now. Um, we, we were in the middle of the, you know, the, the, the United States, um, things that are happening right mm-hmm. now with bills being passed. And so you, yeah. you saw it from a state lo- uh, level, right? which is there a lot of difference between that state lo- level and uh, federal level or things um, operate similar or the same? They're pretty similar. Okay. Of course, you're going to have different state laws. that are going to be different. Sure. You have different procedures depending on right. if you're in the house, if you're in the Senate and right. you know, of course, um, on a federal level, there's 400 plus yeah. representatives in, yeah. in the house yeah. alone. And then there's a hundred in the Senate. Yeah. So, I'm assuming that, you know, on the House side, it's probably a little bit more going on, a little bit more chaotic than it would be on your state level. Because here, I mean, we don't have anywhere near as many representatives. Right. Um, But, yeah, so what happens on the state level is 
pretty much a reflection of what happens on the federal level. Sure. Um, and that's why I try to urge people to understand that it takes a very long time for bills to be passed. Mm. Sometimes um, they don't have enough time because mm-hmm. Congress has sessions. Mm-hmm. So sometimes by the end of the session, they couldn't pass a certain bill. Mm-hmm. So they'll try to bring bills from previous sessions. Mm. You know, they'll say, hey, like, we couldn't get this passed. We're going to try again. So they keep trying to bring it. Right. Okay. So, and it all depends on, of course, you know, who's in office, who's right. the majority, right. who's this, who's that, and this, that, and the so third. So you saw all of this in the state lo- yes. level. Yes. So there were some things that they were trying to push the session before. Right. They couldn't push it, so they brought it back. You know ah. what I mean? And so there's different, um, there's different things that go on all day. Right. And um, I just encourage people, you know, sometimes have a little bit of patience okay. because it takes... Especially on the federal level. Yeah. On the state level, it's a little bit easier to push, you know, get bills passed right. through. But on the federal level, it's so much going on. There's 50 states. Right. And so <laughs> trying to get, you know, if you have one person from one state, mm-hmm. like, I really need this bill. Right. You have another person from another state who's like, well, actually, this is a more pressing issue right now. Mm. Um, you know, or whatever the case may be. Right. It's take a minute. Well, know? let's talk about that. And you don't have to go into too much detail because mm-hmm. obviously we have a lot more that I want to unpack. Right. But again, this is right now as we're talking about mm-hmm. it. I mean, you, we really, we were just sitting, the rest of us, we are getting drafted into a lot of the stuff that we're not real familiar with yes. from a, from a federal standpoint. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden we, you know, we just had this stimulus package that was held out and then it finally <laughs> yes. went down to the wire. I know a lot of us have been following it because it includes that stimulus uh, mm-hmm. Money and all of that, and we've been, you know, waiting for our stimulus check, six hundred dollars, yeah. <laughs> you know, whatever is going to be twelve hundred. We, you know, we all want want to know the verdict, and we don't really know the ins and outs of that. And just recently, as you probably aware of, mm-hmm. we, everything had gotten finalized. You know, we're right before Christmas as we're recording this, and everything was getting finalized, and then the president. Um, Threw in another wrench in the system. Yes. Can you did. talk a little bit about that or what you know about that or how yes. that works or how that will work? Yes. So, okay. <clears throat> when a bill is presented, mm-hmm. um, it's presented in the House first. Okay. Usually. Now, okay. there are Senate bills. There are, you know, so, but we're talking about specifically about the House in this instance. Okay. Because it's a House bill okay. that they're voting on. Okay. So, when a bill is introduced in the House, the House votes on it. Yeah. Then if it passes, it's sent to the Senate because okay. the Senate, it's a bi- we have a bicameral um, which just means two houses. Mm. We have a bicameral Congress. They call it bicameral yes. Congress. Okay. We have a so it's just two houses. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, but they're equal. Okay. And a lot of people don't realize that yeah. the Senate is not stronger than the House. Ah. Like that's not how that works. So they're, we gotta get to that. Okay. They're two equal bodies. Okay. Of Congress. Okay. So, um, but. Both have to agree. Right. So if one side says, hey, like, we really want to do this. Yeah. And the other side's like, uh, yeah. nah. <laughs> then it's not going to pass. Okay. So what the House did was they passed this bill. Uh-huh. And then they pushed it on to the Senate. Right. Okay. The Senate said, well, these are our modifications. This is what we want. Blah, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. Passed. Mm-hmm. Then it goes to the president's desk. Mm-hmm. Now, this happens on a state level as well. Okay. So instead of the president, it just it goes, goes to, to the, the governor. governor. Right. Okay. Right. But the president has veto power. The president can say, I'm not signing this into law because I don't agree with X, Y, or Z. Yep. yep. Which we experienced. Which right? we, we are seeing now. Right. <laughs> okay. So when Trump got this bill, he said, mm-hmm. I want $2,000 checks. <laughs> now, why? I don't know. But that's how he felt. So he said, I'm not signing it. All right. Now, of course, there's loopholes. There's ways they can get around that. Okay. And, you know, all that kind of stuff. But right. what we're seeing right now is it was sent back to the house. Okay. And so now they're trying to figure out, okay, 
can we get this? So as far as, I mean, I was reading about it this morning. Mm-hmm. As far as I know, mm-hmm. the Democrats were able to come to a unanimous decision in without the House. Without a doubt. Yeah, without a doubt. And they were able yeah. to say, you know, we want to pass this. But I think Because originally still... they wanted more money, it sounds right. like, right? Okay. Right. But right now, I think there's some negotiations going on. Okay. I'm not sure if they're going to be able to push it through. Sure. So we're just going to have to see. Okay. But, um... And this might not be the last COVID stimulus bill we get either. Right. This, you could, know? this, this could be on an ongoing process. Right. right. So even if it doesn't pass now, right. um, I encourage people to keep their eye on what's going on because okay. another bill may pass later right. that might have that whatever number people are looking for a stimulus check Man. that comes out. I'm so glad I, I'm so glad I had you here because, yeah. <laughs> you know, again, this is stuff that, you know, we try to act like we understand what's going on and we, we, we try to f- uh, figure it out. But we, you have experience with it. You've mm-hmm. studied this. So you can kind of break it down a little bit, you know, a little more easier yeah. for us because we don't we just like, hey, he said 2000. Give us our 2000. Right. And that's how we and that's feel. Not how, <laughs> that's that's not, not how, how it, works. it works. Because even if the president, even though the president is a Republican. Yeah. His own party could say, well, we don't want to do yeah. that. You know what I mean? So, so that could really happen. That can happen. I mean, it happens in every party, okay. whether you're independent, mm-hmm. whether you're a Democrat or mm-hmm. whatever. Everything's on a spectrum. Wow. And I want everyone to understand that, like, all Democrats do not believe everything, yeah. you know, on one page. Mm-hmm. Same thing with the GOP, with right. Republicans. We know that. All Republicans don't believe every, you right. know, right. everything that Trump says. So right. there's... It's a spectrum. And there's a variety. And, this country is yes. so different and there's different people and there's lobbyists and all these type of yes. things that influence their decisions. Let's, let's move a little bit. As we mentioned earlier, um, it, again, this is just ironic. Like I said, I didn't, I moved from, and I keep putting myself in this. I'm like, I moved from <laughs> That's Michigan. That's always important. You That's know important. what I'm saying? Which was a blue state, right? They call That's it important. a blue state. Blue collar has always been. But last election, we went, uh, Michigan went yeah. red because of, uh, you know, for whatever reason. It went mm-hmm. red. And so um, I saw a state flip the last time. It was 2016. Yes. Um, we saw the state flip and, and all that good stuff. Now um, I moved to Georgia. But that's <laughs> ironic. It flipped. Ironic? Yeah, yeah. You, when I you moved, moved to Georgia, here, it flipped. And it literally flipped. And, um, of course, you know, I got a chance to vote here in the state of Georgia. It was a great experience, I thought. Awesome. So it was weird to hear all this news about, you know, all this so-called fraud. And it may be, I don't know, but all this mm-hmm. fraud and stuff. I, when I went vote, I was, it, was a, it was a nice uh, line, everything was in order. It was right. orderly. Not saying that Michigan wasn't, <laughs> but I had right. a, a different experience here in Georgia mm-hmm. um, when in, uh, going to vote, and I felt like I was a part of history that just mm-hmm. took place. So with that, obviously there were some candidates on the uh, on the ballot, and um, here in Georgia things are a little different than they are in Michigan. So we have um, a situation where uh, uh, Senator uh, Purdue is it Senator Purdue? Am yes. I saying is it right? Mm-hmm. Senator Purdue and um, Kelly. Loeffler, is she a senator? Senator as well. Mm-hmm. So we got these two senators that were on the ballot and people could vote for them then, you know, during the, then November, what is it, November 6th when we voted? 5th yeah, or our November 5th election. Or 6th. Yeah, our November election. Mm-hmm. But the votes had to be 51%, I believe. Right. And because of that, neither one of those candidates uh, at that time got 51% or right. more. We now find ourselves in a situation where we have this runoff. And I'm doing the best I can to explain it. Yeah. But now that we're in the middle of this runoff, we've got two candidates, mm-hmm. um, two Democratic candidates going against two Republican candidates. And this can decide... Uh, the House is that, or what, it can what, decide the Senate. It can decide the Senate, right? Because right now, um, that's the only thing that's like kind of a toss up. Yeah, that these two seats will determine whether which party has a majority in the Senate. Ooh, wow, which is major, right? Now, and it's like it's like the overtime play, right? Okay. So now that we have, of course, you know, a Democratic president, right, and um, a Democratic majority in the House, okay, the Senate mm-hmm. can either make or break, Yo. whatever legislation comes out. 
Which we have of, experienced for years. Right. Because We've always you, had that, the, the, you know, a different majority. How does that work? We, we had, like, right, when Obama so, was in place, right, we've always so had. Right, so, unfortunate, well, I'm not going to say unfortunate. Well, yeah, unfortunately, when Obama was in office, he wasn't able to push as many things as he wanted to do okay. because we had a Republican um, majority in the Senate. So, so they were able to block. Views. Yes, mm-hmm. they were able to block. So if he said, you know, like Medicare for all, for example, uh-huh. his Obamacare. Right. That was very hard to push through right. because so many of the Republican leaders were like, nah, nah. Like, we don't want that. <laughs> like, no, we're not doing it. So just, you know, on a small, sure. uh, for that example. But yeah. yeah, so that's why. Which is a major example because we're still talking about it today. <laughs> right. And yeah. we're still yeah. in the. Court, it's still, still an issue. To see, right. It's still an issue. So um, that is something that can be a barrier. Okay. Especially if Joe Biden wants to do certain things, mm-hmm. he could run into an issue mm-hmm. if the Senate remains the way it is a Republican majority. Okay. Because Mitch McConnell has a lot of power. He can gotcha. say, you know, well, I don't agree with X, Y, and the third. Right. So, you know, the rest of us don't either. So we're just not going to pass it. And then Which now we ha- again, we keep seeing him yep. do. If we never knew his, what, what, we don't even know what state he's from for the most part, but we know this guy. Right. <laughs> right. And he has a lot of power. I he mean, to, for him power. to be from a smaller state, Kentucky, Kentucky, right. He has a lot of power. power. And, and we've experienced. Yes. And we, a lot of us don't realize that, you mm-hmm. know, we think like, Oh, with the president, mm-hmm. you know, and that's not saying that Trump is the greatest, right. but Oh, the president, this president, that Congress is what makes it. It's probably the most important branch yep. of our government. Like, <laughs> like, the, and this is as someone who's in law school, the judicial right. system's amazing. Right. But Congress is the one who sets the tone wow. for, okay, we want to pass these laws. We're trying to change this. We're trying to change that. Right. And then the judicial branch comes in as a final say. So they'll mm. be like, oh, you know, this is unconstitutional or mm-hmm. this is not unconstitutional or whatever the case may be. Okay. But if Congress is pretty much on the same page, mm-hmm. it, it won't even make it to, wow. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like the Supreme court, unless of course a civilian challenges it. And that's a whole different okay. set of, yeah, but so, I, we won't get off. Into yeah. That. That's not going, we're yeah. not going to go to, cause we can't cover everything. I would, right. and truthfully, we may have to come back and talk about this okay. after everything um, comes Unfold. out. Right. Mm-hmm. But I love talking about this right now. So let's go back to, so we got these two, this, this runoff uh, uh, race. Uh, that's going to take place. Mm-hmm. Um, typically speaking, um, again, as we mentioned before, typically this has been a Republican state. Everything right. here from the governor, yes. uh, secretary of state, mm-hmm. everything for the most part is Republican for the most part. So it's truly a red state. Yes. We saw it go uh, blue in this last election. Mm-hmm. What, and this is just a, just an opinion question. You can tell me how you feel. What cause you think had a lot to do with the state flipping? The blue you know wave? what I mean? Being a, a person from Georgia, yes. being a person from Atlanta. Well... For one, Georgia had become purple mm-hmm. um, at one point. So oh, we were really? kind of okay. like a battleground type of state. Okay. Um, the 2018 election, governor election, mm-hmm. put a lot of eyes on Georgia. The mm-hmm. Stacey Abrams versus Brian Kemp situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It put a lot of eyes on the voter suppression that goes on here. Mm-hmm. And um, Stacey Abrams, man, she, she's amazing. Let's talk about she, her. She yeah, is so you, amazing. You had, again, you witnessed, again, being a person that yes. grew up, born here. Yes. I mean, she, for the most part. She is phenomenal. I've actually met her okay. um, before, and she's a wonderful woman. She's very highly intelligent, wow. knows wow. exactly what she's talking about. Wow. Um, she was in our um, state okay. house okay. before she ran. So she had a she had eyes on the ground. She knew exactly what she was going on. She knows where it is. Mm-hmm. She participated. Okay. And when she ran, she was able to take her experience from being mm. um, involved 
on the state level and say, hey, like, I can do even better, you know. I mean, she in. was really close to winning yes. the governor's seat. Yes. Wow. So, um, I'm sorry, what was your question? Well, I guess we're, I kind of got off track there because Stacey, you, you mentioned about Stacey mm-hmm. Abrams. That kind of tossed me. But I really was just trying to get, you know, just your opinion and thoughts of what's causing the state to kind of Oh, the blue move. wave. Yeah, what's so causing. So, she has a major hand in that. Okay. She started a organization um, to fight voter suppression in Georgia. Okay. She was able to register thousands wow. of people and make sure they stayed on the on the voter log because right. an issue that we're having in Georgia right now is voter purging. Mm. So what they'll do is if you're registered to vote, let's say you registered at 18. Okay. They'll purge your name. Is it because you haven't voted? What causes you All to purge? All types of causes. Okay. They'll, sometimes they'll say it's because you haven't voted. Okay. Sometimes um, some people have gone on record and said they're labeled as deceased. Mm. Some people are saying that their counties were changed. Mm. All types of weird things are happening in, in um, mainly black and brown communities. Okay. But a lot of people are being purged from the voter log, which mm. is horrible, okay. you know, because a lot of people don't go every year and check whether right. they're registered. Am I still registered? Right. To vote, if right. you registered 18, right. you're like, okay, great. I've done that. Right. Yeah, I've done that. Unless I've moved or something. Right. I've done that. I'm good. I can just go vote. Okay. But what a lot of people were running into was they get to the polls and they're ah. like, hey, you're not registered to vote. So during that election, that's what she discovered. That's a lot of things yes, that were being that discovered. Shine, that came, like, we knew it was going on, mm-hmm. but we couldn't figure out how to prove mm-hmm. it or how to get it, you know, that momentum going as to what's going on. But when she lost, we had seen all types of things, voter purging. We had machines that never got deployed to where they were supposed to go. Mm-hmm. Machines were found in warehouses. Okay. Some people said their machines were glitching. Mm-hmm. So that caused Georgia to pass a voter machine bill mm-hmm. um, to, re, I guess, redo all the machines that we have. So okay. we have brand new. Georgia has brand new machines. Oh, yeah. They, I mean, state of the art. Yeah, like, they're brand new. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> um, yeah. And then we also have an issue with um, voting lines. So you ah, mentioned that yeah. up here it was nice, it was orderly, it yeah. was, you know, it was uh-huh. in and out, in uh-huh. and out. And uh-huh. see where I grew up, same thing, mm. in and out. But these are predominantly white areas. Ah, I got you. So okay. yes, we're in Atlanta, but we're on the more elite side of Atlanta. Okay. But see, down in South Fulton mm. or these other communities, mm. people are waiting in line for like 12 hours to vote. To go and, and, and vote. And we did, we saw that in the early vote, mm-hmm. and it didn't det- which was amazing. Yes. It still didn't deter people from voting. Right. But yeah, they were waiting in long lines. So Stacey Abrams and other people like her, mm-hmm. you know, yes. other community but, leaders like her right. have been, you know, on the ground. Yeah. Um. So basically grinding, right? Yes, yeah, grinding, really. <laughs> really and it, it, it really is. Like, we yeah. have um young... College Democrat chapters all over the state. We had mm. NAACP chapters all over the state. We had voting think tanks that mm. were created after that. We had nonprofits who were, you know, now, right now. So what you're telling me, this was years in the making. It was, it yes. was years in the making to get us to a point right Oh, absolutely. Right here. Absolutely. And then think about it this way as well. 2016, we saw what voting did. Mm. But technically, it didn't do, too. Right. Places in Michigan, some people didn't vote in Michigan. Right. So mm-hmm. technically, Hillary Clinton won the popular vote. Mm-hmm. So when everybody saw that, yeah. I mean, because that's happened before. Right, right, we, We've right. seen that with Bush. We've seen right. that with other people. Right, that's coming. But when everybody saw that, I feel like going back to what you were saying about um, social media and technology, they didn't understand. we were able to see it. We were able to In see real the time. number. Right. And mm-hmm. see like, wait, wait, wait. Right. Why did she lose? Yeah. And she got more votes. Like, yeah. that's fair, right? Like, in kindergarten, <laughs> if you want to be class president, right. you got to get the most votes, Most right? people voted for you, right? Right. And so this is this was so enlightened. So truthfully, mm-hmm. there was a lot built into yes. this turnaround. Yes. Because now you realize, okay, my vote really matters. So going back to what I was saying in Michigan, 
you know, we flipped to the red because people chose not to vote, right? They, right. You know, for whatever reason, maybe they were frustrated with both candidates, right. just didn't feel like it, felt like they vote didn't matter, mm-hmm. and they, 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 they pulled back. But what we saw happen this year in Michigan, they was like, whatever, we're going to go and do it. We're going to go to the polls. And I also gonna... think the stakes were higher. And the stakes were higher, and right. That's, and that's my personal mm-hmm. opinion as well. Um, when we were voting in 2016... We had just come off basically a happy high. Right. Everybody was excited. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, oh my goodness. Right. Like right. we have Obama. Like, right. you know what I mean? Right. Like that was right. that was historical. Right. It was it changed the whole yeah. trajectory of <laughs> politics right. after that. You right. know? So I feel like a lot of people were like, Well, there's no way we could take steps backwards. Right. Because look at us. Right. We did it. Like, you know what I mean? So, or maybe the candidate, you know, whatever. The, again, I think well, yeah, people about talking about the because candidates. Because the two candidates yeah. You know, right. They weren't that great. So, you know, <laughs> so that's another thing too. And a lot of people were like, well, why does it matter? Like, yeah. they're just as bad as each other or whatever. Right. I think all of us, myself included, right. we never thought we would get to where we are now. Right. I never thought our president would act the way he's acting. You know what I okay. mean? Like none of us ever thought that right. would happen. Right. So I think a lot of it was the work on the ground. Okay. A lot of us were scared. Right. <laughs> that's, that's a part of it. Right. Like a, lot, a lot of people are scared. Right. And I also think as well, just reaching people where they are. And I think that's okay. very important. Right. We have to meet people where they are. Right. So right now, for example, you get the text. Yeah. They text you every day. Man, this year was. They text you every day to remind you to vote. <laughs> to, yeah. They call you. Yeah. So just like, um, it was funny. We were talking about this earlier, how, you know, Gen Z, we don't really answer our voicemail. <laughs> they text us. I'm going to see so your they text. Made, they made sure if you ain't going to pick up this call, yes. we're going we gonna to get you right where you are. And you said meet right where meet they are. Meet people where they people are. People are on the phones texting. So they did. Yes. Even though it was, again, it was a lot at Michigan. In Michigan, before I left. They were bombarding we us with text. all kinds of texts. I'm like, how do they even know? Yes. And I was like. <laughs> text, um, Instagram yeah. has a little link, like right when you, every time you Shows click you. on, yep. it says yep. Georgia Senate runoff. Yep. You know what I'm yep. saying? And right. you're able to like, you're scrolling, but all you see is John Ossoff, right. Warnock, you know what right. I'm saying? Like, Especially all, here. <laughs> it's, it's all types of things. So I think that by um, just moving to encourage especially as we've seen yeah. black voters yeah to vote yeah black youth yeah to vote and youth um, in general that helped a lot yes youth it, in general because it it's, you know one thing people don't you know sometimes you know they, they just think it's one race or so but this right. year I, I think we've seen an influx of youth that yes. was voting you yes. know in the end and let's talk about that so okay. the younger voter you know that voter that's your you know your generation per se and i always call you i, I oh, yeah, love to point out the gen z <laughs> and i make that a point to point out gen z because there is a big distinction yeah. between gen z millennials and i'm an exer on the borderline millennial you know what i'm saying yeah so your generation looks is starting to look at the world a lot differently you know and, and, and you don't yes. want to go through all of the things but you guys are experiencing a lot that a lot of generations haven't you know you're seeing yeah. the, the police brutality you're seeing george floyd you, you know you're seeing all of these things happen is that influencing just not only um, black and brown mm-hmm. but is that influencing most college students I most youth it... to get out and make a a, a, a decision about yes i think it is and i think social media has a lot to do with that because like you said we're watching this in real world we're not watching the news right we don't watch the news anymore you made a point to me like we've seen the news you know whether we're watching fox or cnn it's you said it's already done yeah we've already seen it 
We've right. already seen it on Twitter. And it's not just on Facebook. Like, my world, my generation, Facebook only. Y'all right. on what? What are y'all listening to? We're on to? What Twitter. You we're on Instagram. We're on TikTok. Okay, TikTok. Really? Um, TikTok has Yeah, TikTok has all types of things on wow. it. TikTok has... But I mean, it's influencing people's decisions yes. for this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm, because what? you can get information so easily now. Okay. So, I feel like the difference between... Um, us Gen Z yeah. and everyone else is see most of us. Okay, so I'm an older Gen Z. Yeah, I'm 23 years old. Right. Most Gen most Gen Z that are voting, mm-hmm. they just turned 18. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So because they're younger, mm-hmm. or this is their first oh, their election. First time, time voting. Right. Yeah. I voted in the 2016 election. Yeah. I was old enough to vote. Okay. But a lot of people yeah. weren't. So yeah. this time. We have these 18-year-olds who, like you said, yep. they did grow up watching these things in high school, right. in middle school. Right. And, um, you know, because people are on Twitter <laughs> in middle school. You know what I mean? See, my my little age group, not so much. We sure. kind of got onto Twitter maybe in high school. I okay. mean, it was around. Sure. But it became popping in yeah. high school. Yeah. Now, yeah. these kids can get on TikTok yeah. and watch you know, how to register to vote <laughs> in 60 seconds. And they show them. Right. Wow. And they can get on TikTok and say, you know... This is, um, these are these websites to go to to see what's on your ballot in 60 seconds, so, you know? And so, so not to date myself, but you could tell that I'm definitely not real. I thought I only see the little dances on no, TikTok. I didn't t- know it was TikTok going that far. has everything on it. You can wow. learn how to cook on TikTok. You can learn how to, you can learn politics and policy on TikTok. Wow. You can learn about the world on TikTok. Like TikTok but, is. But the youth is paying attention to this. Yes. Really? Because it's all that we're seeing. Okay. See, that's another thing too that I think is very interesting. So I attended a protest in okay. D.C. Okay. Um, few years ago was the march on washington there okay it was for uh women's rights and things like that oh okay so and like gun rights and Mm -hmm. all these different things but there were so (laughs) yeah there were so many young people out there Uh kids i mean high schoolers like middle schoolers um and i went with the naacp they bust us up there okay and that's what i want youth to understand the civil rights movement Mm -hmm. was led by the youth when it happened. Yes. When MLK in- was writing yeah. his letter, he was taught, he was mad that only kids showed up to that protest, mm. to that march. That's what he was so upset about. You know what I mean? So it wasn't that, you know, all these adults are risking their jobs. Cause I think we, it's perspective. Mm, and this is something that I've been learning even on like clubhouse, for example, yeah. it's all in perspective. Okay. Gen X and millennials, y'all are in your careers. Mm-hmm. You have a lot to lose. If you go to a protest. That's so true. You have a lot to lose. If you say something crazy on, on the internet this is or true. cause whatever. we're seeing it left and right. People getting losing jobs right. for, I seen a situation not to cut you off, no, but I seen fine. a situation where a man, his wife said something, right? It wasn't even him. His wife said something because she said something. He had to resign. Yes, yes. <laughs> but yeah, but go ahead. It's 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 wild. You know what I'm <laughs> yeah. saying? And that's because right now mm-hmm. the world is being um, the leaders mm-hmm. are older. Mm-hmm. They don't understand that if we make a little jokey joke on mm-hmm. Twitter, you know that's just humor. And you know what is interesting so, about that too? You know, my our generation and probably the generations older, the millennials too can say this too. We grew up where you could kind of you could kind of present what you want to present, whatever you want to present at whatever time, right? right? You guys are just getting it out there. As you said, right then, right, right then, there. Right there. If you say it, it's caught. You can't just And it's permanent. It's permanent. And it it's, doesn't move, and right? And see the the thing about I feel as though um my generation echoes from some groups back Mm-hmm. When we were fighting for liberation back in the day, mm-hmm. respectability politics is out the window. Mm-hmm. We don't care about being respectful. We don't Talk care about, okay. about um, 
losing a job. We don't care about that. Because that. That now we're in an era where if I lose my job because I say Black Lives Matter, mm-hmm. I can sue whatever mm-hmm. company because now I can have a discrimination mm-hmm. suit. Or now, you know, it's a big deal. Like certain mm-hmm. things that I feel as though were not maybe as big in the 80s and the right. 90s. And, you know, as right. we were coming off that civil rights right. era. Now it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Right. There's still racism here. Yeah. We have the president elect saying systemic racism. You know what I'm saying? Mm. There are things to where. So that is why the voice is probably loud in the younger. Yes. In the y- younger. And so we, and we know we don't have as much to lose. And then it's not even, again, going not only black and brown, but again, there's. It's everyone. It's, it's a lot because of Because people on, whether you're on the right, the left, mm-hmm. whether you believe one thing or another, mm-hmm. they are very adamant about how they feel. Mm. So what unfortunately is occurring right now is. People no longer going back to the respectability politics. Mm -hmm. They don't want to hold hands Mm -hmm. and just say, well, we just believe different things. Mm -hmm. They don't want to do that anymore. They're saying, no, you're wrong. And I'm going to show you why you're wrong. And I'm going to keep saying it until we figure out how to end it. And I feel like that's the stark difference between this set of youth versus youth people that came before us. Because there's always, and and I'll say this, Mm -hmm. there's always respect in your elders. Yeah. There, our elders have seen things and right. been through things and everything is old. So right. we can definitely learn right. from past right. movements, from, right. from Gen X, boomers, right. everybody in between. Right. But like I said, what makes it different it, different is now we're looking at something to where we're like, okay, <laughs> we, we don't want to just be normal, quote unquote. Mm. We want to change whatever that we're looks not, like. Basically, you're saying we're <laughs> you know? not just going to accept it as it is. Right. If, if, if it needs to be called out, we're going to call it out. 100%. We can't ignore the fact, like you said, you guys are seeing it. You're seeing yes. things in real time. You're seeing things more often. Even though us older folks think we've seen it at a time, like you said, we're working a full-time job. We're doing all this. Right. So we're still getting the information later where you guys are in the trenches with this. You're seeing this I every mean, day. CNN can tweet a video right now mm-hmm. and it'll ping to my phone. Yeah. You know? Versus yeah. if you get off of work and right. you watch the channel 5 News at <laughs> six o'clock right they've already have a story together and that's not to say it's wrong right but i'm just saying but like they've it's already slanted. and then it's, it's different mm-hmm. it's a different perspective that's mm-hmm. why you have fox msnbc see they're all mm-hmm. telling you a variation of something different see twitter twitter gives it to you raw and dirty <laughs> you gonna watch the video right no censoring <laughs> you know what i'm saying and, and you're looking at it, it like whoa like, it is you know? what it is and you have to now unpack figure out okay well, how do I feel about this? <laughs> I don't know. You know what I mean? And really like work through it yeah. in real, like right then and there, wow. you know, and then you have it circulating for days. So That's now deep. you're talking about it. Now That's you got deep. people who are like, Oh, let's have a thread about it. Let's chit chat about it. Let's get in a clubhouse room about yeah. it. Let's do whatever we need to do. Yeah. Zoom calls, whatever right. <laughs> to, um, figure out what's how we can make going a change. On. Right. So I feel like the influx of knowledge and the fact that we have computers in our hands mm-hmm. now That's true. is a major difference um, from what we've seen before. Wow. And also, too, you know, before I came here, I was speaking to a girl who lives in Austria. Wow. I don't even know where Austria is. <laughs> you know what I mean? But she's never visited. Yeah. No. But she's black mm-hmm. and she's able to tell her experience living yeah, in Austria. Right. And it's like, wow, like I'm listening to what they're doing over there, how right. they're you know how they um interact with their government yeah and it's just like we're seeing these things you know what i'm saying we're so, seeing so people let's, in let's go with that because you yeah. not only are you seeing stuff you're saying you're seeing stuff you guys are watching stuff that's happening in other countries oh other yes places when, people are 100 wow. we watched a um worker strike in india 250 wow. million people went on strike okay there are 300 million people in america wow. so just imagine like 
we center, so now we get ideas. You know mm. what I mean? So that's why I'm saying this. So that's why for mm. us, it's a little different when people are kind of like, well, maybe you're asking for too much. It's like, well, no, <laughs> we're watching this. Yeah. yeah, like we're watching yeah. examples of this. And then furthermore, um, the youth is just like that. I feel like in every generation, the youth are quote unquote crazy. Like yeah. they, they want too, always be yeah, crazy. like they always want too much. You're like, yeah. oh, don't rock the boat. It's like, nah, like, but I must say, I must say this generation, and I, and I call it, I'm, I'm calling you a Gen Z mm-hmm. because a lot of it's coming from your inner system, you know, and I, like I said, I like to stretch the Gen Z. I know it probably cuts about 25, but I like yeah. to stretch it a little bit, 28, 29, yeah. because a lot of you guys have the same mindset. It's a little different, like you said, mm-hmm. than the 30 year old, 34 year old who's mm-hm. got a family. He's right. More, he's more concerned about, you know, putting the kid to sleep yes you know what i'm saying <laughs> which isn't thing. wrong nothing either. wrong with it right. different phases mm-hmm. of life and different things that are going on right but i must say you guys again it may be because of the things that you guys have experienced over the last maybe five ten fifteen years mm-hmm. you know I, I thought about it as always it seems like every four years there's some type of crisis taking yes. place four or five years yes so you guys are experiencing all that and it's like you're like enough is enough mm-hmm. we we Yes, we would love to sit back and wait for you guys with the gray hair to, to figure it all out, mm-hmm. but you're taking too long. <laughs> yeah, and that's basically, also, I mean, that's basically what it is. And mm-hmm. then also, you got to understand, too, we live in a time where things happen fast. Rapid, yeah. I can say something, and it'll be across the world mm-hmm. in a matter of minutes. Mm-hmm. I can make my food in three minutes. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> so I, things do We got air fryers. Fast. Who true. are base, which is basically a <laughs> convectional oven that's portable, that's making food. You know what I mean? In half the time, like so. For us, it's just a matter of we want this to happen and we want it to happen now. Wow. And then, furthermore, um, and we had kind of talked about this a little bit off mm-hmm. air. We grew, we're the hope generation. Ah, I was eleven years old when yep. Obama was elected as president. So, so that's really my only memory. I don't really remember Bush. I was in elementary school. Right. So when they sat us in that auditorium and said, mm. hey, this is history. Mind you, I went to an all-white private Catholic high, or Catholic um, middle school. Mm. But they still sat us in that auditorium and said, you're going to sit here and watch. So in an all-Catholic school, white all kids, white, you yes. all watched the Only president. black child in the um, grade. Wow. We're watching him get sworn in because they said, this is history. And we y'all need to watch this. That's amazing. So I'm 11 years old when this is occurring. Mm-hmm. In my mind, mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, wow, like this is really who we like. This is yeah. who we can be. Yeah. Like this is what we can do. Like yeah. this is, I'm excited. Like you know what I'm saying? And that's, then you like, wait a minute, what's going on? <laughs> right, and that's what really sparked my interest in wanting to become an attorney and mm-hmm. wanting to do activism in politics. I said, mm-hmm. Obama said we could hope for change. That's what he said. He said hope for change. That's what he said. That's awesome. So for me, he was president for eight years. Yeah. I was in college by the time so most of your yeah you know Trump was elected. So when Trump came, yeah, <laughs> beyond shocked, yeah. you know I'm like, whoa! I didn't even know. What are you talking about? Like you like this is are so we? They're really allowing this? Like yeah. what is going on? Like no matter what side of the aisle you're on, you right. can admit right. it's sometimes a little outrageous. A little more, you know, so a little in, much. Right. So in my mind, I'm thinking like, wow, we we just elected the first black president. Mm-hmm. We're going to elect the first woman. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you're all so excited. you're just in this phase of progression. Right. right. It kind of felt like, and I feel like a lot of Americans, no matter what generation you're a part of, right. can say this. It felt like you got the rug pulled from under you. Yeah, that's true. So I'm I'm growing up, and I'm not going to say it was safe, because we had sure. a lot of tragic things sure. happen. Tamir Rice, sure. Trayvon Martin, sure. like a lot of things yeah. happened during his presidency. Right. But 
um, like I said, he was that spark. I know for me personally, sure. for hope, I was right. like, wow, like so the hope generation. Yeah, like I can be president one day. Right. And as we're seeing, we have a black woman who's a vice president now. You right. know what I mean? So right. in my mind, I'm like, wow, like, that that seems more logical. Yes. in your mind, yeah, right. Because even watching um, Kamala Harris become mm. senator, she was only the second black woman to have that title. Really. So in my brain, I'm like, oh my goodness, like I'm going to be the next one. Like I'm a, you know, even seeing Stacey yeah. Abrams, had Stacey Abrams won, yeah. she would have been the first black woman to ever be a governor in this country, not just in Georgia, right. and that in this been, country. That would have been huge. It would have been phenomenal. Right, right. You know what I mean? So right. watching all of this happen and watching how, you know, brave yeah. people like them are to be the first to come yeah. through and, yeah. you know, everything that comes with that. So you've, you've seen a lot. So yes. yeah, you, you can't, so basically what you're, what I'm hearing you say is we can't just except going back to absolutely ancient not days absolutely when you've not seen. so let's let's talk a little bit about you know um you what you've done like um mm-hmm. we're kind of switching stuff these a little oh, bit i want to cover everything <laughs> um you, you 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 talked about the impact tell tell us a little bit about your your, your work and the things that you did in college i know so, you had you made some progress there and some things. yes so i went um down in a little school university of west georgia mm-hmm. um it is about 39 percent black okay give or take. Okay. So, good, so a good chunk. Yeah, good, a good, and that's why I wanted to go because yeah. I felt like the diversity was amazing. I right. was like, wow, like, this would be really cool to be here. Yeah. And of course, you know, every small rural city comes with yeah. the things that come with it. I mean, we're in Georgia. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, we got to, you know. Was it I, a shot going from a land, uh, you know, from the metro? It was. Bus? Okay. And I think, and, and I'm going I'm to speak a little bit on that um, too because I want people to understand outside of Atlanta, Mm-hmm. Georgia. <laughs> okay, we're still in Georgia. <laughs> so, outside of the metro bubble of Atlanta. So, when we think of the Peach State, it ain't yeah, just Atlanta. No, okay. no, no. That's a very small portion of Georgia. Um, Georgia is still Georgia. Okay. Whatever you think about Alabama, Mississippi, Georgia. Okay? So, um, even kind of where I grew up. I grew up on the outskirts okay. of the metro Atlanta area. Okay. You go a little bit north. Mm, you hitting some farms. More, yeah, right? you hitting some farms. You hitting all types of stuff. Clan, <laughs> rat, all types of crazy things. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so going down southwest, it was it was a shocker. We were, we're near the border between Alabama and Georgia. Oh, is that close? Okay. Yes, phenomenal university. And what I will say about um, my experience there is this. So, yes, I um, – we had a chartered chapter of the NAACP at the okay. time. Okay. We were kind of dying a little bit. Okay. We didn't have a lot of um, members. Not <laughs> so a lot of support. Yeah, it was just there. Okay. That's a great way to explain <laughs> it. It was just there, you know? I, I remember my college days, we had some organizations that were just there. Yeah, right. they, 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 we weren't doing as much as we could. Okay. So at the time, um, I was cool with the president. Okay. My little freshman self, he was a okay. senior, and he okay. was like, you know, um, I think you, you'd be a great leader okay. and I want you to take over NAACP. Oh, wow. Now at first, yeah, I said, now hold on now. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know too much about the NAACP. I don't know about that. <laughs> Cause mind you, this is around the time where we are having Black Lives Matter starts it's oh, about 2016. Okay. So we have Black Lives Matter, mm-hmm. um, going, we got, uh, all types of police brutality going yeah. on. Video after video. And yeah. so I was like, like this, this might be a lot. Yes, I don't know about that. I've never done that before, you know? So, because like I said, I grew up in a white area. So I had never really experienced marching in the streets, mm. trying to organize people, mm-hmm. trying to do I was I was scared. Mm-hmm. And I, I said, I was a freshman. I'm scared. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so as a freshman, wow. Yes. So um, I started my term mm-hmm. that following year as a sophomore wow. and still scared. Um, unfortunately, we didn't get much 
um, support from our school. Okay. We didn't get money okay. or anything like that. Right. So I said, wow, we have a lot to do here. Yeah. Um, we need money, we need members, and we right. need to get this off the ground. Right. Because I believed in the mission. I read the mission, read the Constitution, right. and I said, you know what? This is a, um important club. We don't need to just be dormant. Okay. We need to do things on this campus. Right. So we, re- re- we revamped it, excuse me, mm-hmm. and um, ended up becoming one of the largest chapters in our region. Really? Yes, we had... Um, you know, quite a bit of money for membership and everything in mm-hmm. our bank account. So we mm-hmm. really got it going and it's still mm-hmm. alive. Shout out to West Georgia NYCP. All right. You know, um, so I did a lot of work there. Yes, we um, did community policing initiatives with oh. the city, the county, and the school. Okay. Um, so we would go and meet with the police chiefs and talk to them about how we this felt. This is as, in college. You're yes. doing all of this in college. Absolutely. Nice. Um, meetings with police chiefs because mm-hmm. we were like, this is ridiculous. We are 39% of this school's population. So you're going to hear us. Wow. Um, we would have meetings with the president mm-hmm. at the time. Um, he would, he was great. He would try his best to listen, listen to us. Okay. Yes. Um, we would partner with other organizations, Black Student Alliance, of course. Um, mm-hmm. the D9 orgs, mm-hmm. um, even sometimes, you know, like the Hispanic, like other sure. organizations sure. would partner with us. Sure. Um, and we were holding protests on campus. Mm. Um, we had a lot of faculty <laughs> Love my professors. Had a lot of faculty who had our backs, even to risk their jobs, nice. you know, um, who would help us. And we had, I will say this, we had one professor who, um, white man, okay. was really an ally for us. Wow. He used to be a former dean. Did so, you find value in having an ally like that? Or? Uh, yes, mm-hmm. because he would get us into rooms that by ourselves we That's wouldn't good. be able to get into. That's good. So he would set up meetings with police chiefs. Right. He would reach out to the community and find lawyers and people to come and talk to us about our rights. Right. Um, we had, like I said, we would talk to, when things would go down on campus, they would mm-hmm. contact us first. Okay. And they would let us know, you know, um, hey, this happened. A student is in need. We need we need y'all to come. So, and I'll also say too, we didn't do it all all alone. We had a county chapter that had our backs, okay. and that was I appreciate that a lot. And that's why I say we need to, even though respectability politics isn't always <laughs> our thing, we still need to have a nod to our elders okay. because it was a lot of older black people in that chapter, and they, they really put themselves out for us to right. be able to build our chapter right. and right. make connections because right. they knew the community. They right. were in the church. Right. They were in. Right. They were um, because principles. Because at the end of the day, you still need those. You know, one hundred percent. And they didn't agree with everything we sure, did sure, or said, sure. but they were still there. Sure. You know, in spirit, yeah. they were like, "Hey, y'all crazy, but we gonna we gonna help y'all out because we can't be out there with y'all." Right. So we had um, school teachers, mm-hmm. principal. You know, just people who were willing to help us push our initiative. So yeah. yeah, So at the time under my administration, um, I served for two years. Okay. I was very big on policing and I still am. That's something that really matters to me. Okay. Um, so policing was a big deal. So like I said, a lot of meetings with chiefs, Okay. We got an initiative to where now at West Georgia, um, they must keep their blue lights on at night so you can Mm -hmm. see them before they see you. Okay. That was something we pushed for because we felt like it was inhumane. So you're actually making change. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, We had a drug task force that was created Mm -hmm. that we pushed back against. I believe it still exists, but we, they, they heard us about that. We talked to reporters about it and just really um, shining a light on what was going on as far as policing. Okay. Because when I first got to West Georgia, policing was out of control. Really? We had city, county and university police Um, for all those who don't know about city versus county <laughs> city and county um a lot of times you'll have like a county sheriff county sure. police department mm-hmm. and then you'll have the city mm-hmm. so like we had carroll county police but then we had the city of Carrollton police mm. they were different mm. so um 
So we had that. We also would have um, state troopers who would come on our campus sometimes. So we really pushed for that, the eradication of that. Okay. Um, I'm not there anymore, but from what I've been told, it's a lot better. Okay. Um, We focused, we zeroed in on harassment, police training. We created a student council um, through our university. So where when they hired police officers for our university, they would consult the student panel that we created. Um, they would allow us to come and sit in on police chief meetings. Like when they were vetting the new police chiefs, we were allowed to come. They would invite leaders like NAACP, BSA, SGA mm. to come and meet the new police chief. So uh-huh. they were, they, they, they really, everything wasn't perfect, but we pushed for them to, Hey, we don't feel safe being here. So that had to be a great experience for you. Yes, it was, experience. it was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And then we also, um, voting is also another passion that I have. Okay. So we got those kids registered. <laughs> so we, you were part of helping that 100%. Nice. We um, did voter mobilization. We tried to see wow. if we could team up with the school to get busing. Okay. To polls. Um, we had, did you have resistance from students wanting, not to want to vote? Or? Oh, yes. Okay. I mean, of course. You have people of all races who are mm-hmm. like, well, it doesn't work and it doesn't do that. But we did workshops. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, I can only speak for what I did sure. under well, when I served. But, um, yeah, we did workshops. I had a phenomenal political um political activist chair at the time she was doing you know all types of things to bring people in about the importance of what was going on sure we had meetings to go over the ballot because NAACP is nonpartisan, Mm. and I took that to heart you know what I mean so I'm not the playing sides thing I wasn't we're nonpartisan. so we would team up with at the time we did not have a college democrats chapter okay um I eventually brought it back okay but that took a few (laughs) years for me to end up doing that but at the time, we didn't have a college Democrats chapter. So we would reach out to young Republicans mm. and ask them that they want to do voter registration drives. Mm. D9 orgs would um, alpha and, you know, different organizations would team up with us to get people, okay. draw yeah. them in and yeah. say, hey, let's, Define let's that get. From, some of my audience may not know all that. So when you say. Oh, I'm you... sorry. So the, <laughs> <laughs> so the um, National Panhellenic Council, it's <laughs> a collective of black letter Greek organizations. Okay, there you go. Black Greek letter organizations. Which you um, are a part of. Yes, I'm a member of Alpha <laughs> Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. Um, and we worked with my org and um, Alpha Phi Alpha. Mm-hmm. Fraternity Incorporated and different organizations that make a sci-fi mm-hmm. um, to really draw people in yeah. and say, hey, let's get these kids registered. Even if they don't go and vote. Right. Let's get them registered. That's awesome. um, and so we did a lot of that work on the ground. We right. teamed up with the state NAACP and they would come and do different things to help us out. Wow. Um, and so, yeah, we got hundreds of people registered to vote. That was our goal. Wow. So over the span of the two years, we got hundreds of people to register to vote, um, to know the importance of voting. That wow. was a hard feat. You know, we had to really drive that home. <laughs> so you were really a part of that whole process. 100%. Wow, that's, and, that's amazing. Um, we also would do meetings where we would go over our ballot. Okay. So we would pull up the ballot and we would walk through each and every if you have questions, yeah. if you're confused, if you need yeah. explanations on you don't know who so and so the uh, superintendent, you know what I mean? <laughs> Which we, is good, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, and it's so good that you guys did that because that is intimidating. You know, sometimes yes. you go to you know first time voting, especially at that age, you're like, who are all these people? What am I voting for? What am I doing? You need that kind of stuff. So that's good that you yes. guys are doing. It. Let me ask you this, you know, because our time is, is is coming short, and we will okay. probably have to have a, a part two. Yeah, yeah that's on the fine. Other side. <laughs> 
But um, when people are coming against the state of Georgia right now with all the stuff that's going on with the, you know, because everybody's convinced that there's a lot of fraud going on with the voting. <laughs> and, you know, it's kind of switches the topic, but I do want to throw this in here. Yeah. Just from your experience, you know, you're just talking from your experience. Mm -hmm. How realistic is that? How realistic could this election have been really just stolen based upon your experience and all the education, all the Stacey Abrams, right. all the people that are out here? Could you have seen that really taking place? Yeah, no, the, the, there was no fraud. In okay. this last election. Mm -hmm. um, and we're speaking for the state of Georgia, right? Right. Mm -hmm. The only problem that I've run across is is that when voters are not disenfranchised, like mm -hmm. they have been in the past, mm -hmm. they people would like to say voter fraud. Like, too many people right. voted. Where, where it's just from? too much. Like, this was more than the last time. This, <laughs> what we saw during this election is yeah. how our democracy is supposed to work. Okay. Um, people are supposed to be able to safely vote. Yep. They should be on the voter poll, okay. on the voter roll. Mm -hmm. should not be purged from their, you know, ballots. Absentee ballots should be available for those who cannot come in person to vote. Mm -hmm. um, and so... This election was actually one of the uh, most fair, to be honest, elections that we've seen in a minute. Wow. And that is due to the work that Stacey Abrams and other black leaders and mm -hmm. just people, you know, these different organizations and nonprofits and um, even our leaders like Obama who said, hey, y'all, we yeah. need you to vote. Yeah. He actually, and that matters yeah, because his voice had a, representation a voice. matters mm -hmm. because if Obama says go vote, people are going to be like, yeah, like yeah. we need to go and do that, you yeah. know? So celebrities, like mm -hmm. I said, and even these platforms, Twitter, Instagram, mm -hmm. Facebook, who said, you know, I'm going to run this ad on here to let you know to go vote. Right. And I think that by allowing people to exercise their right mm -hmm. that they have, mm -hmm. people showed out that's and they awesome. showed up. That's and awesome. that and that's the the root of the issue here. That's right. And that's what people like Stacey Abrams are trying to fight. We right. want people to show up. Right. We want people to show out. We want, no matter what side you're on, right. we want you to vote. <laughs> what do you think, you know, they say traditionally speaking, and, and you know, we're coming into this, like we talked early on about the, the runoff. Mm -hmm. Traditionally speaking, um, you know, you don't get the same type of drive, same Absolutely type of energy. Not. Do you think this time around stakes are high, as you mentioned, um, everything that's at stake, all the things that are going on, do you see the young people still going out to vote oh, one, for this round? 100% right now we have a record number of people who have early voted okay. for a runoff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. a lot of people don't know what runoffs are for. Right. They, they forget. They're yeah. like, oh, yeah. I didn't know we had a runoff yeah. election. Like, yeah. what are you talking about? Yeah. You know? And so, and um, to what you mentioned before about the 51%, yeah. I believe that's a, just a Georgia law. I don't it think is. that's a... That's what I was yeah. saying. When I came here, I so, was not, you know, hey, if you get the most votes... Michigan. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah, so right. that's something Georgia that's unique to Georgia. Right. And so it'd be really interesting to see like how wow. this plays out. But wow. yes, I think that um mobilizing these people to vote, making sure they're registered, really just educating people about what's going on has opened a lot of people's eyes yeah. to understand that no, it's not just two people that you dislike yeah. and greater nah. Go and vote. Now, regardless and, and speaking from you know from black you know black lives matter all that type mm -hmm. of stuff black vote they really, matter i think we we've experienced this time they matter the black vote really matters and you know you know we can say that it went one-sided or majority mm -hmm. went this way that's fine but the fact that it does count is it, not 100 percent. it does impact the, the, the uh and, you know, if we all get in involved, right. it does have an, And we saw that in Alabama yep. when they had their Senate race. Mm. Black women mm. um, really changed the vote. Yeah. A Democratic senator from Alabama, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that, that was a yeah, big deal. That's and that's what we're seeing in Georgia right yep. now. Yep. All these, and, and other major, you know, Detroit, mm -hmm. Philly, mm -hmm. New York, different mm -hmm. places with a heavy black population, mm -hmm. D.C. Yep. 
Um, when black voter, voters so when they get out and turn, vote, what things, it makes a difference. It makes a huge difference, and that's what we really say when we say that that voters, uh, what do they call it, voter suppression? Yes, that's what they're trying to do. They're trying yes. to. It seems as though if we can keep them not voting, one hundred percent, it changes the course of the election. It changes the course. And of the one election. thing I'll add on to while we're talking about voting, mm-hmm. it's important to vote in your state elections as well, your ah. city elections as well. All right, 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 because right. that's kind of what gave me like, right. the idea to do a ballot. Um, mm. overview for mm-hmm. NAACP. Mm-hmm. I had just turned 18 years old. I was voting in a city election. I was like, oh my gosh, I get to vote. Like, yeah. <laughs> whatever. At the time, it was like, like 2015. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, no one's, there's no presidential election at the time. Like, yeah, we were in the primaries, but there, you know, I was right. voting for whatever Carroll County had on their thing. Right. I was so confused. Of course. I was like, I don't know <laughs> any of these people on this ballot i don't know what you're asking me like i'm so lost so i was like wow if i'm confused i'm pretty sure a whole bunch of other people are exactly. confused and i and, and me personally um you know i usually vote blue i'm a democrat mm-hmm. but i encourage people know yeah. what you're voting for no, right don't just see republican democrat right. and just vote down the you know have a good understanding of know, those candidates know know their history know what they normally vote 100 they, they could be on the blue side or the red side but they may not have anything to to do with what you what represents 100 percent. because yeah. if you don't agree with someone that is okay that's okay that is okay <laughs> you do not have to 100 percent agree mm-hmm. with every person on All the right. you know what i mean All like right. no like know what you're voting for and who you're voting for and also look up the amendment. Sometimes they put different uh, um, yes, that'll throw you off too. laws on there. Yeah. And you're like, wow, I don't know what this is saying. <laughs> I don't know what this is talking about. I'm confused. I'm confused. And I know, and correct me if I'm wrong, I think Georgia tried to put it in more layman's terms. Yeah. They tried I, I to make so. it a little bit. I thought bit. everything was well laid yeah. out in, in my that previous was, experience. Yeah, that was yeah. a part of an initiative that um, happened after the Stacey Abrams, Brian Kemp situation. I must say, Stacey, you did. Yeah. When I came in, <laughs> it, 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 it was pretty sweet. Yeah, pretty sweet. so yeah. like I said, she, um, people like her yeah. are doing an amazing job trying their hardest to make yeah. sure that this the vote is accessible okay. and that people are able to know what's going on. Right. And um, I just, we need more of that all over the country. I think, you know? I think <laughs> right now we're seeing a shift. I think we're seeing a change of all kinds of things mm-hmm. in leadership. I think... Voices like yours, there's more voices. We're even hearing it, obviously, in the AOC, you know, AOC people like that. that yeah. are so, whether you agree with their voice or not, we're seeing that their voices are mattering. You yes. matter more. Yes. Um, and, and we just need more of that. I think we've, mm-hmm. we, we, we choose, in times past, we've just allowed things to just go one way or the other, black and white. But it's good to see it from all perspectives 100%. with the truth in front of you. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And in this day and time, you cannot escape the truth. You can choose to vote for whoever you want to, <laughs> right. but the truth is going to be in front of you. all they dirty bag, all everything of it. in, in their closet. And, I think and you got to make a decision on But you that. know what, though? I think it's important to have voice um similar to AOC yeah. people who are Hispanic Muslim yeah. um LGBTQ community immigrants mm-hmm. people who are in these marginalized communities mm-hmm. because you gotta hear their voice they matter yeah and some people are part of multiple yeah you know what I mean right. and so I think it's important that people want to see people who look like them right and they want to hear the things that resonate with right. them no matter what side you're right. on right 
And so I think in order for this country to continue trying to heal Mm -hmm. and trying to bridge this divide that's been created, Mm -hmm. we really need to understand that the voiceless Mm -hmm. have voices. And you are going to hear. And (laughs) and with this tool that's in everyone's hand, social media, uh, all of this is changing the game. And I think there's a, a group of people that are afraid of that. But the truth, you can't you can't mask it anymore. You can't you can't edit it. You can't do whatever. The raw truth is now being presented, yes. and and you're forced to deal with it. And we're, we're it's exposing people. You know, yes. it's making people um, us really aware of what people really believe. You you can hold on to this one belief, <laughs> right. uh, but it's more to it to that. And 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 you can ignore all this other stuff. But the truth of the matter is, it's all presented before us nowadays. I just realized this. You know, back in the day when I was little growing up. Uh, my parents could probably tell me that uh, Santa Claus was coming down the chimney. Yeah. But your generation and generations beyond you can fact check it <laughs> yeah. and Google it. So it's a different world that we're in 100%. all together. You can't just throw the, you know, you can't just throw stuff over, over our heads. Right. The information is there. I mean, kids have iPads now. They have iPads. And they, know? again, you'll get fact checked. Yes. You'll get fact checked. And a lot of people are, <laughs> what we're seeing is a lot of people, instead of going off of, well, my family believes yeah. this. Yeah. Now we're seeing, especially like on TikTok, yeah. we're seeing kids who are standing up to their parents yeah. and they're like in high school. Yeah. They're like, no, yeah. I don't believe this. Yeah. I don't, you yeah. know, define basically their parents, right. you know, you right. know how that is like. And it's so weird because of course <laughs> the parents in their head, it's like, oh, I want my kid to get all this information I want to learn. But they're realizing the more they learn, the more they're exposed to truth. Right. And then truth does make a difference. So, you know, our conversation yes. has been <laughs> wonderful. I enjoyed this. Been conversation. Great. It's been great. We'll definitely I, have to do it again. We are going to do it again. So yes. um, I, I definitely wanted to get back into this. You know, it's been a while since I've been um, recording some podcasts, especially with guests. You know, I've done a few uh, podcasts with some um, with, with myself and, and me and my wife did one. But now getting back and bringing somebody back in the the guest chair today was really fun, really this exciting. This is great. I would love um, to come back. In the middle of the pandemic. Yes. Because right? um, there's some more opinions that I would love to uh, draw out of you um, about some other things. Mm-hmm. Today was good about politics, but there's some other things. I, we really didn't talk yeah, about there's our, a whole world. Of- you know, all these things. <laughs> we, could have, we could even be talking about hip hop, whatever. All but types. before I go. <laughs> yeah, that's a good topic. Yeah, we'll definitely have to do that one. That's a great topic. Before I go, um, I want to talk. Um, you, you, you mentioned a couple of... Uh, clubhouse a couple of times so what's the best way people can um, follow you you know well um, or get in contact with you well my all of my social media handles i have a twitter and instagram clubhouse um it's gonna be the like the t-h-e kayla Mm -hmm. monet Mm -hmm. um all one word there's no nothing in between um but that that, that's my name on everything and for clubhouse um right now you have to get invited yep so you have to know somebody to know somebody you know to get on clubhouse but um, I'm available on Twitter, Instagram. If yeah. anybody wants to chat, um, I'll Zoom. It doesn't <laughs> matter. But I just want everyone to just be out there, be yeah. out in out in these communities, doing yeah. what you feel is right, and join some orgs. NAACP is great. Um, your Republican or Democrat chapter is amazing. Um, you can join. Get yes, there's so many um, organizations out here. Mm-hmm. Um, that are doing fair fight. That's Stacey Abrams organization mm. that are doing wonderful things that even if you just donate mm. can help, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Push this agenda forward, whatever your agenda may be. Yep. So yes, it's awesome. So that's it. So, well, again, this has been a wonderful time. We are again, broadcasting as you can see yes. in 
the ATL as they call it. Uh, I hope I'm pronouncing it right. Is it, is it Atlanta or Atlanta? Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> Drop the T's or whatever. But we're dry, we were recording today from Atlanta. We will be doing some more recording um, like this. Yes. I hope you enjoyed this. I hope there's more you could, uh, if nothing more, just fruit for thought to get you thinking, to think about your situation, think about voting, all of that kind of stuff. And just this, this young generation and what they're doing. Uh, to accomplish things. This, of course, is behind the grind. So we're, we're telling you behind the scenes. We're not just mm-hmm. telling you the fluff. We're not just showing you the wonderful things. We're telling you what, what causes change to happen, what causes success to happen. And so uh, I hope you can plug into this. I hope you can share this. I hope you can tell someone about this um, this program. Um, you can follow us again at the, the handle Behind the Grind on YouTube. You can follow me at Shiraz Speaks on Instagram and Facebook. Yes, Behind the Grind. And we're going to be bringing some more powerful conversations. We're going to have uh, Kayla back on the program again, the future lawyer. We're going to have her on the program before she becomes a lawyer. We're going to have some more conversations. And then we're definitely going to have it when she <laughs> celebrate that law degree. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> For sure. But until the next time, Please stick with us and stay behind the grind. Mm.